Welcome to the Dimensions of Greatness podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back again today with manifested revelation, manifestation of glories, and just truths and powers that are going to excite you this week and get you into a dimension of greatness to help you fulfill the will of God for your life. You should be excited about what God is doing. You should be on fire to run for the Lord and to declare his work and his majesty. In the name of Jesus, today we're going to talk briefly about what God has in store for the month of June. And I just want everyone to be excited. This is a time and this is such a special time of the manifested works of God and a glorious mandate that God will reveal himself to you in a way that he never has, that he would shift you into another season and shift you into a dimension of greatness for such a time as this. I'm your host, Felicia Atlas. Today, we're going to dive right into a dimension of greatness. We won't spend too much time focusing on uh, the previous weeks because, like I said, this will be one of a five-part, I'm sorry, this is the second of a five-part series on manifestation. I'm excited. I've never really had the opportunity or the honor and and privilege of uh, sharing revelations um, at this magnitude, as far as manifestation is concerned, it's a pretty complicated topic. Um, everyone has a different understanding of it. Um, everyone has a different experience in it. And so I just want to share the beauty and the power and the boldness that God has revealed to me and, um, hope everyone had a great weekend. I hope that you're ready to indulge in the greatness that God has for your life. Um, We're still talking about dominion. We're still talking about possessing the land. But after you've been endowed with revelation and have shared the word of God and um, experienced the word of God um, to some magnitude, as far as dominion is concerned and the revelation of the 12 sons of Israel and why they were born and why God had them to possess territories and name those territories and possess land and share land and inhabit places, now you can understand what God means as far as manifesting his glory within that realm. There's always a place attached to manifestation. There's always a season attached to manifestations. Um, God is extremely strategic in placement and identity and purpose. I'll say that again. God is extremely strategic as it pertains to places, territories, timing, seasons, movements, days, nights. He called the night, he called the first day evening and morning. He didn't call it night and morning or night and day. There's a reason for that. There's a purpose for that. And so there are just so many great revelations in the word of God. We can't share them all. We'll never know them all, but it's my job to at least try to share what the Lord has shown to me. Hope that you guys had a great weekend. My weekend was great over the weekend. I had an opportunity to watch a movie um, called Samson. It was great. And you know, I always share what I watch, um, the spiritual movies that I watch, the biblical or uh, Bible-based movies that I watch because I love, I'll watch the old 1960s, the 1970s, Joseph's and Jacob's and Moses. I watch them all because when I'm studying the word of God, I try to get a picture. Although they don't always reveal the totality and the completeness and the fullness of the word of God, it'd be impossible to do that. Um, but they try to create a storyline and get you engaged in the word. And so I study and I watch these movies. Now, 
I hadn't been studying Samson particularly, but the Lord dealt with me a few weeks ago around uh, Mother's Day about everyone having a particular special anointing, everyone having a particular specialized, a specialization in the kingdom that makes them who they are. This ties into everything we've been discussing, but I don't want to get too far into Samson because he's not our topic today. Because when we um, go back into the 12 sons, we do have to finish the 12 sons. We've only done four. We've only gotten up to Judah. When we come back into the tribe of Dan, we will discuss Samson. And it's odd. And it's it's actually a, a dimension of greatness how God showed me some things about Samson before even getting into Dan. So I'm very excited to get into the tribe of Dan, especially after seeing the power that Samson utilized for the kingdom of God. It's absolutely mind blowing. So I am on fire. I just want to share that when I watched the movie um, and they were saying that he was from the tribe of Dan, Dan is the tribe of judging. And I don't want to get too deep into it because I just want to stay focused on manifestation. But uh, Samson's strength was uh, accompanied by the tribe of Dan through a judgment anointing, meaning when you're able to discern good from evil, God will release a glory and a power upon you to destroy the enemy. How could Samson be involved in destroying the whole people of the Philistines without coming from the tribe of Dan? It's very deep and powerful revelation. But the thing that moved me the most in the movie, it was at the very end of the movie and a lot of people are um, taken by his strength, but I wasn't taken by his strength in the movie. Um, even though he was very powerful, he did some great things, but I always envisioned him as being more powerful than the movie said, because I let the word of God really take me to a place of um, extreme revelation. And so they they tried to um, paint the picture that he was just a very strong man, but I believe that his supernatural power manifested itself in a more greater light. And so the thing that got me in the movie, it wasn't I was waiting on when they, when he pulled down the pillars, when he pulled down the pillars, I studied that in the word for years and years and years. And I was waiting on that part because I wanted to see him destroy the foundation of the Philistine camp. I wanted to see that order, that structure, that their rock per se, be torn down by the man of God. So before he was able to destroy those pillars, the thing that woke me up and made me sit, sit straight up in the movie was they had him, he's, his eyes, he had already lost his sight. His eyes were poked out and they showed how the guy just, you know, took the fire from the the um, the stake and put him through his eyes. He was blinded. I mean, it was it was a terrible scene, but oh my gosh, he was tied up. He was in um, captivity. And before, at the end, when he said that last prayer, Lord, let me do it this one last time. Let the word of God come forward for you called me to deliver your people from the hand of the Philistine. Let me show out this last time. Let the power of God be revealed in my life one last time. And then there were 3,000 people, and I'm not going to even get into why there were 3,000 people about the number three meaning to establish. He established a generational anointing to always continually be able to destroy the hand of the Philistines. We don't see it every day, but there are Philistines in our life. The Philistine is the devil that comes back. 
The Philistine is the devil that will not leave you alone. He's coming back. He's going to always return. He's that thing that you conquered, but he wants to show his ugly head over and over. And he wants to have rule over you. But Samson said, not over the people of God. I was called to deliver the people of God. So before he took down the structure, the structure of that building of the place of captivity, before he brought it down to nothingness, to complete desolation, they had him tied up in these chains. They had him handcuffed, if you will. And the first thing he did before he pulled down the pillars, he had to get loose. He had to break himself loose. And so I was watching the movie. I was all excited about the pillars coming down because I had read it many, many times. But they, but in the movie, I thought it very interesting that he was chained up. And so before the foundation of the anointing, the foundation of the principle, the foundation of the will of God could be established, him pulling down those pillars, him taking down that building, he had to loose himself. He had to first, and when he tore that, when he snatched those cuffs off, it was like a, a, a feather. He broke those chains so fast, he snapped. And when he snapped the chain, I woke up, I jumped up and I said, oh my God, I got so excited when I saw that because of how quickly and how strategically and how much strength he had to get loose before you can pull down the pillar, before you can pull down that stronghold, you have to get loose. So I was very, very impressed by that. The power of Samson, the order of judgment coinciding with the strength that God gave him is such a powerful revelation. But when we come back from the manifestation series, we will get right into Dan and we'll talk about why uh, Samson, I'm sorry, why Samson, I've been saying Solomon all day. Uh, we'll talk about why Samson had such a strength anointing, such a, a power and such a might to manifest the work of God, the principle of God and the glory of God and why it was important that he came from the tribe of Dan. We haven't just been talking about Reuben and Simeon and Levi and Judah and the 12 sons of Israel for nothing. There is a powerful revelation that's going to help people to get into a special place with God if they understand the word and the will of God. So God is just saying so many different things in this season, but they all tie in together and it's going to take a very keen understanding of revelation to walk in this movement in this time. So there's great manifestations of the word, great manifestations of wealth, great manifestation of works that God is releasing in this time because he wants us to understand his fullness, his holiness. He says that he's holy and holiness means complete. He doesn't need anything. God doesn't need anything, but he requires glory. Remember that God doesn't need anything. He doesn't need a thing. He doesn't need anything from the world, anything from us, but he requires glory. Part of his makeup is to require glory. And so as we tap into manifestation, I just want to get real free with it. I want to get real plain with it. I want to become very fired up about the manifestation of the sons of God because it's nothing that you take lightly. It's a very powerful institution. The work and manifestation of God is extremely powerful. It's extremely forceful. And guess what? It's extremely unapologetic. When you move in the power and the fire of God, you don't apologize for anything. You take territory, you don't apologize. You move in the swiftness of God, you don't apologize for moving to. I'm not sorry for moving fast. I'm not sorry for building on the word of God. I'm not sorry for casting out demons. I'm not apologizing for anything that God has called me to do in this season. So manifestation is a very bold calling. It's a very bold anointing. You can go through your entire walk with God 
without any manifested glory or any manifested presence. Somebody saying, how can that be? Because the deep calleth unto the deep. And if you don't call into the deep, the deep don't have to call into you. It doesn't have to. It's a residual. It's a reciprocal anointing. So you have to want it and it will embody you and encompass you through the work of God. I'm going to share that today. Let's briefly recap um, because there are some risk factors involved with manifestation, not bad risk, great risk. You have to be a risk taker. You have to be have a, a mindset of faith. You have to be a mindset. I have a mindset of a conqueror. You cannot be weary. You can't be sad. You can't be tired. You can't be afraid. You just have to be bold. And there's a power that comes upon you to change the world. And then, let me speak that again. So the manifested glory is always to change the world, the world, the world. The Bible says that he was a part of the world and the world received him not. But so our job as Christ has died and has been resurrected and he's our king is to continue to change the world for the glory of God. So there's going to be risk involved, but you have to be a risk taker. This message today is for the risk takers. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So last week, I'm going to briefly recap. We talked about the one of five part series for manifestation. We talked about first Corinthians 12 and seven, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. How many men, every man, how many men, every man, you, me, him, her, she, and them. Every man, the manifestation of the spirit, this is capital S, meaning the spirit of God is given to every man to profit, to profit, to profit, to profit with all. Meaning anything that is encompassing your livelihood, we're going to talk about livelihood later and why that meshes in with this particular message. Your livelihood is everything pertaining to who you are, your surrounding, your income, your health, your wellness, your spirituality. The manifestation of the gifting of God, of the ordinance of God are going to be dispersed through dispensations. Read 1 Corinthians 12. Dispensations, administrations, different operations. Paul talks about it's going to come differently. So you might have an anointing to manifest the power of God through laying on of hands. Mine might be through a technological app. I mean, an app, like an application on software on a computer, but it's the same spirit. Okay. Yours might be healing. Yours might be casting out of devils. Yours might be in the educational realm and the education system to speak life to children, to speak life to your uh, classmates and to your peers and to have them understand the working of the ministry through an educational institution. But it's still the same spirit. So people get lost. They actually become lost, not understanding that because your administration or your dispensation or your operation is different. It's all the same spirit. It's given to every man to profit with all, but there must be a manifestation. There must be a manifestation. The Holy ghost does not hide. He doesn't sneak around. He's very bold. He's a light. He's a very bright light. The angels of the Lord are ministers in flames of fire. They're very bright. And so the brightness has to come forward to see that rumbling, to see that shaking, to see that reveal, to see that unction in the glory and in the presence of God. This is what the Lord wants to come forth in this time in the month of June, especially because for the next remaining months of the year, there's going to be lots of building taking place. There's going to be lots of turning of uh, or changing of the guard, if you will. People will be moved away so that you will be ele elevated. People will move out of houses so that you can purchase your house. People will be, you know, just different things will take place. There's going to be shiftings and 
the plates in the realm of the earth are shifting. That's what I see. It's like the plates in the realm of the earth uh, that go down deep, deep, deep miles and miles are turning, even though they might go 10 miles deep into the earth, they're still turning and shifting. You might not see them naturally, but in the spirit realm, there is a change of the guard, saith the Lord. So the manifestation of the will of God will be through great exhibition, great expression, and a great bestowment. What does that mean? That means that there will be an exhibition. You will be on display. There is a requirement for you to display the glory of God. There can be no more, should I do this? I've been thinking of doing this. Right now, God says, if you move now, I will be with you. If you move now, I will go with you. The Bible says in Jeremiah 33 and 3, call unto me. I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things, which thou knowest not. God is removing hindrances. So he wants to show you great and mighty things. Now, he's removing hindrances that are hiding your manifestation. Okay, now let me explain this. This is something that God uh, dealt with me about earlier in the day today. The manifestation is not causing something to come to be shown. It's not causing something to be revealed. Manifestation is something that already exists. This is very deep and it's very important that you understand this. The manifestation that you're praying for, God revealed your man, it's already there, but there's something hiding it and there's something hindering it. So that's why the Bible says we pull down strongholds, we cast down vain things, every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So it's gonna raise itself up against the knowledge. What does the knowledge mean? The knowledge is the power. So there's a knowledge there, there's a power there that's being hidden behind an exalted force from the kingdom of darkness. That's why you have to have power. You have to be uh, strong in the Lord and in the power of his might to be able to remove that blockage. But God says in this time and in the season, I'm standing with you to remove that hindrance. God says, I'm even revealing uh, an arithmetic, meaning there will be a method used to calculate formulas and strategies. He's going to reveal them in the season. He's going to reveal the strategies. He's going to reveal the systems. He's going to reveal the outcomes beforehand, saith the Lord. So there's an effectual working power. There are effectual working powers. There are effectual working powers. Study this in the word of God. It's very key to manifestation. Through this uh, five-part series, which this is part two, we'll be doing three more after today. We're going to discuss manifestations in the various realms that accompanies that. Works is a manifestation realm. Exploits are a manifestation realm. Miracles are a manifestation realm. Signs are a manifestation realm. Wonders are a manifestation realm. And glories are a manifestation realm. So there are many different tactics that God uses through realms. What is a realm? A realm is a place of opportunity. A realm is a place of opportunity. People say, I'm in a realm of wealth. I'm in a realm of healing. I'm in a realm. That just means you're in a realm. You're in an opportunity of healing or an opportunity of wealth. A realm means you're in a place where there's opportunity to manifest a particular glory. So there's works, exploits, miracles, signs, wonders, glories. We're going to get into it. It's going to be very, very, very good for the next couple of weeks because God wants to show himself strong. Ephesians 3.20 says, now unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ever ask or think according to the power that works within us. Ephesians 3 and 20. This might be one of my favorite scriptures of all time. Now unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ever ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. Now this is three dimensions. There's an exceeding dimension, abundantly dimension, and, and above. 
Remember I talked about the pulling down strongholds in high places. So there's an above realm, meaning you have to have a level of ascertainment. You have to be able to reach that height to be able to tap into this um, anointing where God is going to do more than you could ever ask or think. People say, I've been serving the Lord for 20 years. I've been in church for 30 years. I've been serving God 15 years. I've been serving God for 40 years. God has, I've never seen the hand of God. I've been praying for this for, long, for this long and praying for this for that long. That's because the power that worketh within you isn't attached to a revelation. We're going to talk about why revelation is key to manifest glory. Let your next move be your best move. Let your next move be your best move. What do you mean? I'm going to talk about why some of you aren't experiencing the manifest glory of God. It's because of movement. It's because of placement. It's because of territory. And that's how this all ties into dominion because dominion is all about placement. So Matthew 15, I'm sorry, Matthew 5 and 15 says, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets I'm come to. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Now, I thought it very important to add verse 17 because he's saying that I have not come to destroy the law, but I've come to fulfill it. I've come to fulfill a prophetic mandate to glorify and manifest the power of God in the realm of the earth. Men do not light a candle. Why is the candle important? Why is the light important? Why are the good works important? Because it's revealing God. The light is important because of revelation. So some people wonder, how come I'm not a light? How come I'm not being manifested in the way that God has promised me? What's happening that I'm hidden behind a veil, behind darkness? Why is my life not fruitful? How come people don't see any difference in me? That's because a revelation, just like Paul on the road to Damascus, Jesus had to be revealed in there and Paul was done. Paul was good. Paul was done. His ministry was established that moment. There was no tossing and turning. There wasn't no shaking and faking with Paul. When he saw Jesus, that was it. He was Paul the apostle. He took off for the Lord. That's it. And so the revelation, you know that God is real. You know who he is. But the revelation that caused the brightness, that causes illumination, that hasn't been turned on yet. When that's turned on, the fire of the Lord has been kindled and nothing can stand against the fire of God. And so we want the fire of God. We, we want the Holy Ghost and we need it to be made manifest. First Corinthians thir uh, 3 and 13, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. So you've been in church, you've been around, you've been under the word, you've been under the man of God, you've been under the woman of God, but no manifestation, nobody can even knows that you're saved. That's because the, the work has been tried the work has to be tried by fire. Your work can't even be tried by fire because you haven't worked anything. You haven't stepped into a dimension of manifestation. That's when the lights turn on. That's when the fire is turned up. That's when the consuming presence of God will accompany you as you move. Why is that important? Because Jesus, the Lord told Moses, when you go, I'll be with you. So some of us haven't even moved out of our place of stagnation, out of our place of comfort. So the glory can accompany for you to be accompanied, for God to be with you, for God to walk with you. You've got to be going somewhere and you're just sitting. 
doesn't work that way. So there's an infrastructure of effectual working powers. What do you mean? The Lord told Paul, the Lord told Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail. What gates? Remember, we talked about Simeon being a gate, Simeon being government. Simeon is the second son of Israel. He represents access into Shechem. Shechem is the place where Joseph was captured. It's a whole big, deep revelation, beautiful, beautiful order and manifestation of the workings of God in the Old Testament that God now is trying to show us that we can activate and operate in that glorious anointing and establish the fruitfulness of the kingdom of God. What do you mean? Let's get right on into it. I have so many revelations. I, I really hope I have enough time today, but there's an infrastructure. I asked the Lord, what is the purpose of the manifestation and the manifested glory, the works, the exploits, the signs, the wonder, what is the purpose of that? And God says, it's about infrastructure. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, the kingdom is established already but it's hidden. And so the infrastructure will be revealed. And as you build it, it will be unclothed to the world and to people that need to be saved. And there's just so many different glorious kingdom attributes that come with the infrastructure because he told Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this. And so, like I said, the revelation must come and reveal the principle. Why is God here? What does God want to do? All of those are revelations. What is my purpose? All of those are revealed powers, effectual working powers. Let's continue. He told Peter that upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. That was based on a revelation. So if I ask you, what is your most recent revelation? What's the most recent thing that God has revealed to you? And you don't have an answer. There is no possibility of God manifesting the glory of God in your life. The manifestation of the works, the exploits, the miracle signs and wonders are directly connected to the revelation and revealing the power of God. A manifestation reveals the power of God. So what are these works? What are these exploits? What are these miracles? What are these signs and wonders? What are these glories and dimensions of manifestation? A work is a good and stabilizing activity that causes a structure in the grace of God. A work is a stabilizing activity, meaning when you're doing works, let people see your good works. That means you're in a dimension of a stabilizing activity, which is going to cause a structure and the grace of God that people can actually benefit from. When you're performing an exploit, these are fundamentals of power and the presence of God. An exploit doesn't have to have a name. An exploit is just manifested power and presence. Like Samson tore those pillars down, tore that building down. Those were exploits. Every time Samson did something, tying the foxes together, lighting them on fire, those are exploits, okay? A work is a structure in the earth realm, okay? You might not be able to see it. It might not be a building, but it, but there are works. There are activities that are structured in the realm of the spirit, in the realm of the earth. What are miracles? The miracles are um, declarations of grace and promise from a proven faith. So the miracles are declarations of grace and promise for a proven faith, meaning your faith has made you whole. The lady with the 12 issue, with the issue of blood for 12 years, I'm going to get into why it was 12 years, 12 representing the 12 sons of Israel, the 12 sons of Jacob. She had that issue for 12 years, but the virtue caused her to be healed. And we're going to talk about why the virtues and manifestations go hand in hand after the revelation has come to pass in your life. There must be a revelation there. But uh, the miracle is a declaration of grace and promise from a proven faith. Your faith has to trigger a miracle. Signs are symbols of grace and promise. A sign is a symbol of the grace of God and the promise of God. If God is trying to let you know it and reassure you that I am here, 
I am present. We're going to talk more about these as the weeks continue in very great detail. I just wanted to cover and lay a foundation of what to expect. Wonders, wonders are an astonishment of the grace and promises of God. This is an astonishment. It's going to make you scratch your head like, now how I pray? Now, did, did this really? So th those what wonders are. Wonders are um, you ask God to send you um, that you wanted um, a confirmation and it had to be blue with a blue button on it and a blue ribbon and it had to be delivered by somebody named blue. So those are wonders like that did not just happen, but yes, it did. And so even though we don't ask God for silly, uh, you know, frivolous things like that, God will, a wonder will make you actually really get down into astonishment. Like you will be stunned. You'll be shocked. That's what the Lord wants to do in this hour. Then there are glories, facilitation of the grace of promises of God. What do you mean facilitation? Think about it. This is very beautiful and very powerful. The glory of the Lord is a facilitation hub of the grace and promises of God. The glories of the Lord are facilitations of the grace. They hold and house. And people say, what do you mean? Well, that's why the cloud is in the sky and it comes down as a facilitator, if you will, of the grace and glory of God. This is all so deep and powerful. I cannot wait till next week. I'm so excited. Thank you guys for listening. I don't have enough time, but I'm glad I was able to cover those bases because we want to talk about the very powerful revelations concerning direction and operation. There are directive anointings that help you manifest the glory of God. There are operative anointings that help you manifest the glory of God. But what do you mean? Well, the directive anointings give you direction to pursue the manifestation. Those were when you see words in the Bible like arise, when you see stuff like come forth, when you see stuff like gather, when you see the word ascend, when you see God say move, when you hear God say go, when you hear God say breaking forth or break forth or overtake, those are directive words, directive anointings. We're going to get into it. June is going to be a powerful month. I'm so excited. It's going to be beautiful. Have a dimension of greatness. We didn't even scratch the surface, but remember where there's revelation, there's elevation, where there's elevation, there's manifestation, where there's revelation, there's elevation, where there's elevation, there's manifestation. Have a great week, ladies and gentlemen, and have a dimension of greatness. God bless you and bye-bye.